Hi, this is Andrew Kreisberg, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. And I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Keith Chow, who is the founder and editor of the nerdsofcolor.org, a host of a podcast called Hard Knock Life, and an editor and partner of Secret Identities, the Asian American comics anthology, to talk about the character of Music Meister and the talented cast of the CW Universe. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, Keith. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, before we get to our discussion, we have... The news. Since we're going to be talking about music on this episode of Supergirl Radio, it seemed fitting to report that a new collection of songs from DC movies, TV shows, games, and radio shows will be released on CD and digital download on July 15th. The music of DC Comics Volume 2 will feature Melissa Benoist's Supergirl theme by Blake Neely, as well as music from fellow DC TV shows Flash, Arrow, Gotham, and Legends of Tomorrow. Even though it doesn't come out until July 15th, you can pre-order this collection on iTunes and Amazon. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm super excited about this. And when I saw the news, I was like, wait, there's a Volume 1? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was my immediate thought. I was like, what? Volume There's two? There's a first one? I had no uh, idea. I, I own volume one, <gasps> for what oh, it's worth. I, I have to get volume one now. I feel like I can't listen to volume two until I've listened to volume one. Obviously. Yes, I'm I'm a completionist. <laughs> well, Keith, since we have you on to talk about music for this episode, what in this volume two are you excited about? Well, I definitely, uh, I, I like the Supergirl theme. Uh, it's just cool to have all of the uh, the CW shows themes in one place because the first volume has some, like the Richard Donner Superman theme, the Danny Elfman theme, the Batman Begins theme. It's got the Batman 60s. It's, it's basically all of the iconic themes up until like the 2000s. And now now you kind of have everything else to, to fill out the collection. So I'm, I'm, I'm psyched for all the CW shows. Well, in other music news, uh, Stephen Amell spoke to MTV.com about a possible musical crossover episode between Supergirl, Arrow, The Flash, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. When asked if he'd be interested in singing, he replied, No, I'm out. I'm the first one. I get to draw the line, and I draw the line at musical. They have to show me how they're going to do this magical four-show crossover. It was hard enough when it was two shows and mixing in Legends a little bit. To make it four shows, I'm dumbfounded. So, guys, since Stephen Amell is having difficulty wrapping his brain 
around this idea and <laughs> doesn't seem interested in singing, we've brought Keith Chow in, especially to talk about uh, the musical crossover potential, because he, on May 18th, 2015, published an article on the nerdsofcolor.org called Why There Must Be an Arrow Flash Supergirl Musical Crossover. So, <laughs> Keith, if you got the chance to pitch a musical crossover to Stephen Amell in hopes of changing his mind, why would you say it needs to happen? One interesting note is that the exactly a year to the date that I wrote that piece, uh, they announced the uh, that Supergirl was going to cross over with all of the CW shows. So I'm just saying, <laughs> you're not saying some, you did it, but you I'm did not saying it. I did it. But uh, yeah, there's some kismet in the air. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I would try to convince Stephen. Um, if if you read the post that I wrote, I basically just kind of like listed all of the. Uh, at the time of the of the posting, all of the the cast members on those three shows who were who had some sort of like musical talent or past musical career, and uh, Stephen was absent from that list. Just saying, so <laughs> if he doesn't want to be on the show, he doesn't have to. Well, and maybe not all the characters have to sing, right? <laughs> uh, and maybe he could he could be one of those characters who doesn't. Um, in terms of the musical talents of the CW, who are the standouts, in your opinion, of, of the cast? Who, who should we know who, who can sing really well? Well, clearly the Glee alums, right? Like you have mm-hmm. Grant Gustin and uh, Melissa Benoist. In fact, I think what, what prompted me to write it to begin with last year was Variety had this um, magazine cover with Greg Berlanti flanked by both Melissa and Grant. And it just like it, you know. Uh, this was before Supergirl had debuted, so you know I had no idea what the show was going to be. But all of the like light bulbs went off, and was like, "Oh my god, you need to have all of the Glee alums, you know, do it, do a crossover." And then I, I started look, looking through all of the cast members on the Flash and on the Supergirl and Arrow, and, and saw like a lot of them can sing. Uh, so, for example, uh, Carlos Valdez, who plays Cisco, was actually recruited from Broadway. I think he was oh, in the wow. show once before he was on The Flash. And so there is this awesome video of uh, Carlos in, in the post that I wrote singing Stevie Wonder's Isn't She Lovely? And mm-hmm. it is the best thing you'll ever see. <laughs> as soon as this podcast is over, go to YouTube or go to, better yet, go to my post on the Nerds of Color and just listen to, watch and listen to Carlos or Cisco, as it were, singing. Uh, singing Stevie and it's the greatest thing you'll ever see. But yeah, so a lot of a lot of characters, a lot of the actors on Supergirl and Flash especially, not as many as on Arrow, but there are a few. John Barrowman comes to mind. But uh but yeah, all of a lot of the actors, Lord Benanti, Victor Garber, uh Jesse L. Martin, of course, like just to have any of them sing and we've already seen Jesse singing on Flash. That's right. And we've seen, and we've seen Grant singing on Flash. So we just need to put them all in one episode, and it'll be the greatest episode in the history of superhero shows. <laughs> um, Carly, do you have any recommendations on what people should check out from the the cast of these shows? Yeah, well, we'll have to like I'll have to share the YouTube videos that I found. I don't. I mentioned it in a previous episode of Supergirl Radio, but there's a there's a fan out there on YouTube who's basically compiled short clips of the Supergirl cast and the Flash cast singing in other shows. So for The Flash, it's literally everybody from, like, Danielle Panabaker to Grant Gustin to Carlos Valdez, like, Tom Cavanaugh. They dig up a clip of him, like, playing the guitar and singing on an old episode of the Ellen DeGeneres show. (laughs) Um, And then Supergirl, you know, Jeremy Jordan's a huge Broadway Mm -hmm. guy. Like, he, you know, I mean, he, he belts it out on a regular basis. So in addition to Melissa Benoist, obviously, um... 
and then and then Kyler Lee, which I don't think I don't know if anybody necessarily knew that she could sing, and and she did a musical episode already on Grey's Anatomy, right? So and she was was really great on that. So I'm just so excited. I would be so excited for that because <laughs> there's because there's so much talent. It's ridiculous. Oh, and uh, and uh, Keenan Long's Lonsdale from The Flash. He can sing. There's like a video that someone found of him just jamming with a friend that must have been uploaded randomly to YouTube. And I'm like, he's so good. <laughs> Wally. And, and <laughs> Ka- Katie Lots. Katie Lots used to be in a girl girl group, I think, oh, right? That's right. Like, like back in the day. Yeah. I did not know that. There's yeah, the Legends cast like on Instagram will constantly uh, post videos of them just jamming on the set. Like there's a video at one point, I think, um, Sierra Renee shared an Instagram post and it's like Arthur Darville. Uh, why am I blanking on the name of the guy who plays Jax? What's his, oh, what's the actor's Drema. name? Yes. Yeah. And, and like, they're all just sitting around between takes, just like riffing and jamming together. So well, the first time I saw that, I was like, okay, there's a ridiculous amount of talent here. <laughs> save from Brandon Routh, who was just sitting in the corner, like not participating <laughs> for whatever reason. But um, he, he can go off with Steven. I know. But that was the first, that was the first kind of thing in my head. I was like, well, these guys all sound really great together. And I think Kreisberg has said, maybe it was on like a, a, a podcast somewhere, but I, I really, I recall him saying that he's like a huge Broadway nerd. Which kind of explains why they've cast so many people from Broadway, because like mm. you said, Jeremy Jordan, uh, John Barrowman, Sierra Renee. Right, Laura Benanti. Laura Benanti. Yeah, Benanti. Yeah. Big time. So, like, I, I feel like there's, <laughs> there's a high probability that this could happen, and we just need to convince them. <laughs> uh, well, Morgan, do you have any favorites of things that you may have seen of people from these cast singing? I mean, everybody, there's so much talent. It's actually crazy. Like, there's so much singing talent in the in the cast of these shows. Uh, Sierra Renee is um, so good. I was, just before we started recording, I was looking up some of her clips on YouTube, and she's got, she was great in, um, the, I think it was The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And then there was, I also saw a clip of her in Rent, that was like she's great. Um, so yeah, um, you've got Victor Garber, you have Laura Benanti, who I think is on uh, Broadway right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's just so many people that are so good at singing. It'd be such a missed opportunity not to do something with that. Yeah, you mentioned Victor Garber, and he is actually in one of my favorite musicals of all time called Godspell. And it mm-hmm. was it was a musical that I discovered, I think, when I was in high school. I just caught it on TV one day, and I fell in love with it. It's got some some great music. It's sort of kind of 1970s sort of, I don't, I don't want to say hippie music, but it's sort of, <laughs> you know, it has that vibe to it. But um, I, I love his performance. And I didn't know that it was Victor Garber until, like, recently. Like, I've been listening to right. that music for a really long time. I don't want to say how old I am now <laughs> to date myself, but uh, but I've been listening to that music for so long, and I just realized it was Victor Garber, and I was I was my mind was blown. Um, I always forget that 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 was him. <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny because in Godspell he plays the the Jesus Christ figure, and he has a Superman shirt on, so it's kind of fun <laughs> to have that kind of superhero connection that goes between them. And um, if anybody wants, you know, my recommendation for Victor Garber in Godspell, um, he has 
uh, he has a lot of big songs in that musical, but Alas for You is is a good number. He has a, a lot of cool rhythms in that one. And one of my personal favorites from Godspell is a song called Save the People. And it's very, very good. Uh, it starts off kind of slow, but then it really kind of kicks in towards the end. So I would recommend those. And I was actually looking up some Laura Benanti as well. And I came across this video on YouTube of her at the Kennedy Center Honors, um, which is the thing where they, they honor a bunch of famous people. And this one just happened to be one they were honoring Tom Hanks. And she came out with this uh, trio of ladies. She was part of a trio. And they sang uh, a song called They Can't Take That Away From Me. And that's actually another personal favorite of mine because I love George and Ira Gershwin. I'm totally in love with the Gershwins and the songs that they um, wrote together. And I'm also a big fan of Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. I'm an old soul. Um, (laughs) I love those old movies. And Fred and Ginger Rogers uh, sang that in uh, one, actually maybe two of their movies. So when I saw that, I was like, I love everything that this chooses to be. So, um, so there's a, there's a lot of great stuff out there, and yeah, Jesse L. Martin was another one that I would have uh, oh, recommended yeah. because he he did see he was he actually played a singer was it wasn't he on Earth Two as a singer? Right. Yes. Um, so there's one way you can incorporate the, the musical aspect, of, you know, make them their uh, different Earth counterparts. Um, but one way that you uh, Keith had mentioned in your article was maybe throwing the Music Meister into play. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the Music Meister and what you know about him. Sure. So the uh, the Music Meister is a very obscure DC villain. He's so obscure that he only really exists in the Batman Brave and the Bold cartoon. Um, he was uh, so anyone's if, if you're unfamiliar with the Brave and the Bold, it was a it was a short lived uh, I think it was Cartoon Network uh, take on Batman. Uh, but it was a very like comedic take on Batman. Um, you know, and it was uh, I think Derek. Be- uh, what's his name? Dietrich Beter. Derek Beter, the guy who was yep. from the uh, uh, the uh, Drew Carey show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he voices Batman, so you can imagine that. And it's like this really cartoony take on very very much in the vein of like the old fifties Batman cartoons. And um, so one of the one of the episodes featured this villain called the Music Meister, and and he hypnotizes people with his voice to make them do whatever he wants. And interestingly, the episode that he's in has the Black Canary and Green Arrow, so it's like, it kind of fits. Um, and he's played by Neil Patrick Harris on the show. And when I wrote my piece for the Nerds of Color, they, uh, Neil Patrick Harris had just hosted the Oscars for Greg Berlanti because he had produced it that year. Hmm. So it was like, that was another perfect kind of like, you know, in for, uh, for your musical crossovers to have NPH kind of come back and reprise the role in live action. Uh, but now, but since then, I've actually changed my tune on who should play the music meister. Oh. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably realize that I am a huge Hamilton nerd as well. Yeah. So now. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> in 2016, 2017, if they were to do this now, it's got to be Lin Manuel Miranda, right? Oh, man. That would be so good. <laughs> <laughs> Right, like my. I feel like anybody from Hamilton. Yeah, it could be anybody at this. David Diggs would be a dope. Oh man, that was going to be my other suggestion. Or could we? You know what? Even better, we should just do a Hamilton Berlanti verse crossover. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Batman Brave and the Bold episode. If anybody is wanting to go and watch it, because I actually had to go rewatch it myself. It's called Mayhem of the Music Meister, and it was funny because Katie Cassidy recently. What in season two of The Flash, she was on The Flash uh, playing 
the Earth 2 equivalent of Laurel Lance, mm. uh, known as the Black Siren. And so in preparation for that, because I wanted to kind of go back and revisit where the Black Siren came from, she actually appeared in a, a couple of Justice League episodes called Legends, part one and two. And in that episode, there's actually right. a villain who's sort of like the Music Meister called Music Master. Yep. And he's a member of the Injustice Guild. So that might be where they sort of pulled him for Batman Brave and the Bold. I don't know. But it's interesting because that Legends Part 1 and 2, I think, was written by Andrew Kreisberg. So there's another oh. Kreisberg connection there. Um, so it's it's very neat. And just the history of Music Meister, because I didn't know a whole lot about him. He was created by Ben Jones, Brandon Vietti, and Michael Chang. And like Keith was saying, he's kind of really on Batman Brave and the Bold. If you try to look him up, there's virtually nothing right. <laughs> that exists about him. And he does make everyone sing and dance. So it's not just <laughs> singing, it's dancing too. So I don't know if any, if you guys know anybody in the cast who are great dancers. Any good dancers out there? Well, like we said, Katie Loft was in a girl group. So oh, that's right. clearly choreography must be a part of that. Yeah, I've seen her. There was a, a little kind of behind-the-scenes clip. It might might have been put on Twitter and Instagram where Katie Lotz and Katie Cassidy were doing a little choreographed dance together. So that was pretty fun. Uh, also, uh, you know, we, we'd be remiss to, to not mention Katie Cassidy comes from, like, music royalty, too, right? Oh, like yeah. Her, David oh, her yeah. father is David Cassidy. So, like, there's another, there's another addition to the... She needs. We need to somehow bring her back and be take part in this in this crossover. Yeah, it's a real shame that Arrow <laughs> killed off Black Canary for many reasons. Yeah. Um, but in this Music Meister episode of Batman: Brave and the Bold, you mentioned that Green Arrow and Black Canary kind of have a, a little number there at the end because the the whole concept of the episode is that Music Meister is kind of taken with Black Canary because of her voice and of course mm -hmm. the canary cry plays into that and and so he's trying to kind of tempt her while she, while Black Canary is kind of all about her some Batman in the episode <laughs> and then towards the, the end of the episode uh, Green Arrow and Black Canary sort of, I guess you could say fall in love in, in, a, in a musical way so uh, that's, that's sort of how that episode ends and it's kind of adorable and really cute um, and Music Meister has some weird gadgets and powers. Um, <laughs> so I would love to see these kind of come into play in live action. Like his gadgets, he has a scepter that shoots out musical staffs, which I think is awesome. Um, he is very good at playing the organ. Um, and he rides a motorcycle shaped like eighth notes, which is really weird. <laughs> but I guess it works for him. Um, and there's one scene in the episode where acid actually comes out of the microphones. Um, so there's lots of little weird things, uh, but awesome things you could do with the Music Meister. And like he said, his, his main power is being able to kind of put everybody in a trance and get them to do whatever they want to do. Um, any other thoughts about musical crossover potential? If we if we could somehow do an amalgam of uh, DC and Marvel, we could somehow bring Chloe Bennett back uh, Bring her on because she was a she was a Chinese pop star mm. back in the day. Was uh, she really? She, there, there is. She did a she did a video in China called the song. Song is called Uh Oh. So you should look up. And her 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 actual name is Chloe Wang. W A N G. So if you look up Chloe Wang and Uh Oh, you'll see that she was a she has a like a, a pop single in China. Oh so my we god! Have, we got to figure a way to bring Quake onto a and crossover with the DC heroes. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the, this crossover situation because it sounds like the, the way they've sort of talked about it is that it might be one episode for every show. Does, does that seem like what you, what you guys have read? So like the, the episode of Supergirl on Monday might have some crossover people in it and then Tuesday there might be some crossover. Like, is, is that, Morgan, do you think that's what it's going to be? I think so. That seems to be like what they're what they seem to be like hinting towards that each episode is going to have like a kind of like the they're doing now where that the Flash has an episode and then Arrow has an episode but they cross over in each. I don't know if maybe they'll do it different because there's so many shows this time or if they'll be like, you know, it's just be like a whole week long <laughs> Monday through Thursday. Yeah, and it, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, you know, if there are certain shows that will have certain guests or, you know, how they're going to incorporate Supergirl at all, I think, is the, the big question up in the air. Yeah. Because it, it, at this point, Legends, The Flash, and Arrow kind of have a, a pretty organic way of doing that. Um, Keith, do you have any ideas of how they might bring Supergirl into the CW universe? Well, I, I, you'd have to think, and spoilers for anyone listening to this who hasn't watched season two Flash yet, but there, let, let's just say the, that Flash season two ends on, in some sort of crisis. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that could be a potential way that somehow, uh, you know, the, the timelines that get and the universes that get blended will, will, will merge um, Supergirl into the, uh, into the, Berlanti verse uh, proper, Berlanti verse prime, as it were. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I have a lot of thoughts. And you, you'll, you'll talk about this on another episode, but I have a lot of thoughts on how we can blend all of the CW superhero universes into one, and 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 bring a certain um, Man of Steel onto <laughs> uh, onto onto Supergirl since that was announced. So, but I, I think I think there are there are definitely like universe altering ways that will have to happen in order to, to bring Supergirl into the world. And if that happens, then it'll definitely make it a lot easier to go in and out of the different shows. Um, and, and, you know, at this point, they should just re- rename CW uh, to DCW. <laughs> yeah, um, it's almost almost a show every night of the week. Um, Carly, I know last time we talked about how they could bring Supergirl onto the CW. This was before... The Flash had we. I think both of us had seen the Flash season finale. Do you have any new thoughts about how you think uh, they might bring her on? I know. I think we were recording during the Flash finale yes. the last time. <laughs> like we're like it's halfway over right now, and then I went and watched it, and I'm. Uh, yeah, I think we were totally wrong, and I was but... just like, "What the hell, Barry?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I literally tweeted that like that's all I said and people were like there it is (laughs) she she finally caught up (laughs) um yeah aside from that whole nonsense um I mean I think that's gonna probably be the 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 impetus for you know for for maybe the collapse of universes or the collapse of the multiverse because I mean something that big that Barry basically goes back and changes is going to have significant impact on not just like the timeline, I think, but could also contribute to, uh, you know, some, somehow the earth's finding a way to merge or come together. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that they, they're going to do it and I trust they're going to do it. Well, I'm not, I mean, I don't think that's anything I'm necessarily worried about. Um, 
I'm mostly just excited that we'll get more crossovers. I would be, I would have been okay with more like super flash crossovers. Arrow can just <laughs> kind of go off by itself in the corner, but <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Amell, Stephen Amell's being a party pooper about it anyway. Like, I don't even think he really, whatever. Um, <laughs> well, well to his credit in the music Meister episode of Batman brave and the bold, somebody needs to not be singing to be able to figure out how to get everybody. From That's true. Oh, it's green arrow. So right. maybe he can play kind of the Batman role in that. That's true. That would, Wait, I mean, that would I make thought, sense. I thought, doesn't Batman sing in the episode? He sings a little bit because there's like a like he's an auto tuner. There's a there's a bat <laughs> there's a bat auto tuner, and he kind of has to compete. Uh, I think there's like a thing with Black Canary where they they sort of swap up musical notes. So um, so there is a little bit of Batman singing. So that's that is true. <laughs> Batman's like, I'll sing, but I need my auto tune. <laughs> Batman, Batman's a diva. <laughs> to, and, and to be fair, he sounded pretty good. Um, but I think he, well, he had was, a, he was well, auto-tuned. I was going to say, everybody sounds good with auto-tune, Rebecca. Yeah, he was, he was cheating a little bit. But he, he did was, cheat. But he was trying to save the world. So That's that. true. <sighs> uh, Morgan, do you have any thoughts on how they could bring Supergirl into this big mega crossover? Yeah, I definitely think that they're going to use what happened in the season finale of The Flash. I think that they're going to use that and then, like, apply some, uh, like, superhero logic and then <laughs> in comes Supergirl. I, <laughs> I I tend to just kind of accept whatever, like, because I've been, um, I, I'm also on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. And the rules of time travel on Legends of Tomorrow are... Let's say sketchy. Uh, <laughs> so, so I've been trained to just kind of go along with whatever is happening. Like, if they, if you tell me that's a thing that's happening, like, okay, okay. So, I mean, any any way that I get more of Barry and Kara getting ice cream, you know, yeah. I'll accept whatever whatever path <laughs> I need to, to get to that destination. I was gonna say, usually it's Victor Garber, like. Trying to explain the time travel or Arthur Darville, and you're just like, yes, I accept it because you make it sound so good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I think a lot of it would fall flat if it wasn't for like the British accent. Like, I'm like Arthur Darville comes out and says something absurd, and you're like, that sounds right and also classy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that accent goes a long way. Um, and that actually brings up an interesting question um, because. You know, we have the singing potential. Um, are there any kind of character combinations you would like to see in a, a musical crossover or just a crossover in general? Um, Keith, we'll start with you. Uh, I want to see Cisco with everybody. I think mm. that's uh, that, the, the, the appeal of any of these kinds of cross, even like the non-official crossovers, like when, you know, Canary shows up on Flash or something like one of my favorite moments. And I forget if this was an Arrow episode or a Flash episode is when um, Cisco and Laurel, Cisco had Laurel <laughs> take a photograph with him. Yes, in that was Black Arrow, yeah. Costume. <laughs> that, yeah, and that was, that was like, hands down, like my favorite moment in like all of these superhero shows. So I think it's just seeing Cisco interact with, I, seeing Cisco interact with Supergirl, I think, and then and then burst out into song on the roofs of National City, I think would be like it would make everything just better. Yeah, that that moment with uh, Black Canary and Cisco is one of my favorites because like you don't 
you don't know what it is in the envelope until he pulls it out. So it was <laughs> it was kind of a big shock. And I was like, of course, of course, he would put a picture in there. It looked like he took it at a convention. Um, <laughs> that, that, that cracked me up so much because I have those pictures. I, I'm in those kinds of pictures. So um, I, I would do it. Um, Carly, what kind of character combinations would you want to see out of a crossover? Mm, I want an Alex and Kara song. Um, I would also, I don't know if David Harewood can sing, but I would want a song with him and Jesse L. Martin. Uh, Or just a song with the West family, like all three of those Wests, because I love them so much. I just want happy, I just want family songs, I guess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It would also be kind of fun. Like we got karaoke, Barry did karaoke in The Flash, so it would be kind of fun, even if we had a non-musical episode, to just have a karaoke bit in in a regular episode um like if they do a crossover and then everybody just goes and does karaoke to blow off steam after saving the world that would be kind of fun that would be a fun way to like sneak it in i think but carly i i thought you just said bariochi bariochi excellent use of pun but (laughs) trademark i'm i'm taking it i'll accept it hashtag hashtag bariochi hashtag bariochi hear what you want to hear <laughs> well, Morgan, uh, what would your uh, f- favorite combinations be if uh, we got a crossover involving singing or just in general? I think I'd really like to see. Um, I, I first of all, I'd like to see Sierra Renee come back just for this crossover, just to sing because I feel like poor Hawk Girl was uh, we over on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, we kind of, we're, we're not always the happiest with the Hawk people, but mm. I feel like poor Hawk girl was so underutilized in that yes. first season. And just like to have her come back with her beautiful voice and like redeem herself would be nice. <laughs> Redemption for Hawk girl. Um, I would also, I also think it would be really fun to see Cisco and uh, win have like oh yeah interact and also then have like a a song together about like our friends are aliens (laughs) i also kind of (laughs) i feel like it would be even even more hilarious if they did like if they had like a rival song like in wicked when they sing like (laughs) loathing and they're like (laughs) (laughs) they like hate each other at first because they're you know it's like they're too alike so they get on each other's nerves and then by the end they're friends like well, I, there's, I, there's an even I better now and i want them to be like doing the snapping like from west side story <laughs> what well, to, to, to go off of that lo- uh the the loathing one i think what what could set that off is the fact that if you know from the from the supergirl flash crossover my favorite ship is actually barry and win and they were oh, yeah. so adorable in the right. Show, that's true. So yeah. that when they cross over, Cisco's like, "Whoa, wait a minute, what's going on here?" Right, and you're that's what causes my, the rivalry. Right, that's that, true because you're perfect. like, yeah, because he and Barry would be all buddies, and Cisco wouldn't, wouldn't like that. Yeah, I'd see. Yeah. I, Kreisberg and Berlanti need to call us up, and right. we, we'll just write the episode for them. Like, let's just pitch this episode to them <laughs> right now. We're ready. <laughs> We're just brainstorming, and like Jack Donaghy says, there's there's no bad ideas in brainstorming. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think those are all really good suggestions. And I know a lot of people have been excited about the potential that maybe Brandon Routh and Melissa Benoist could be in a scene together. And, you know, I don't know if there's going to be some sort of 
line about how he looks like her cousin or something like that. But I, <laughs> I, I kind of think that would be a really fun moment to have with them together. And, and I don't know how much Brandon can sing, um, but that would be a, a neat little combination there. And I, I agree with you guys, you know, Cisco and Cisco and anybody um, <laughs> basically, but I also think it would be fun. Maybe, you know, something kind of a, a, a random thing, like maybe, um, I don't know, James and uh, Thea or something like that. You know, something where you wouldn't expect those two characters to interact and kind of diametrically oppose each other. So that could be really fun. Um, and even, I don't know, I mean, I know uh, Arrow's kind of the 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 show uh, that doesn't seem to want to be into this idea. Um, but maybe Stephen Amell and, you know, David Harewood as Martian Manhunter could have a scene. Um, something like that where you kind of have those uh, contrasts and personalities and, and character traits and things like that. I feel like it would just be hilarious, though, to see, uh, oh, man, David Ramsey's, like, reaction. Like, what's his character? Why can't I think of his character's name? Uh, oh, Diggle. Diggle. Yeah. Diggle's reaction oh, yeah. to Martian Manhunter. <laughs> because he freaks out every time Barry uses his speed. Like, he can't handle it at all. And it's so funny because everybody's I would just, like, so used to it to, like... by now. Oh, man. And so, if, like, if you ever saw John Jones, like, not Hank Henshaw, I feel like he would just lose his mind. <laughs> I just want to see Diggle, like, go through each, like, individual show and just be like, what? <laughs> like, like, in the background, just freaking just out reactions to everything. powers. <laughs> That would be. Uh, I'd actually, I'd actually like to see Jimmy and or James and uh, Curtis interact because in my mind, I felt like their casting should have been switched, and that Echo should have been Jimmy Olsen because he looks like Jimmy Olsen with the bow tie and everything. Like, mm. <laughs> and that and that McCad Brooks, for all intents and purposes, is Mister Terrific, right? Like the guy, <laughs> if you've ever like the guy's like six five and like three hundred two hundred pounds, like he should be Mister Terrific. So somehow to get those guys. Like if they could somehow switch roles, I, I think it would, they would be perfect. But you know, it's neither here nor there. Well, that could be fun. I know James is trying to be like James the Grown Man Olsen, and he's you know he's let the bow ties go. But maybe if he interacted with Curtis, he could adopt the bow ties, yeah. and that could be like a new thing moving forward. Uh, so it's, they they could play some character beats there if they wanted to. For sure. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for our fun discussion and speculating and pitching about how <laughs> possibly Music Meister can get into the mix with this crossover and just all of the musical talents and all the, the talented people in the cast of the, the DCCW universe. So big thanks to Keith Chow for coming on and, and chatting with us and, and giving us some good recommendations and for writing that article. So, uh, Keith, how can our listeners find you on the Internet? Sure. Uh, you can find the website is thenerdsofcolor.org, and we're on Twitter at the Nerds of Color. Um, don't forget the the at the beginning. And uh, you can if if so, we usually just tweet about we live tweet various shows, and we and we talk a lot about the intersection of race and uh, geek culture. Uh, and if you want to like follow me and see a lot of tweets about like Hamilton and like the <laughs> NBA playoffs, uh, you can follow at the underscore real underscore chow and uh you'll 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 see a bunch of like you know hamilton gifts <laughs> and since this is a podcast um that we're uh, communicating on can you tell us more about your podcast sure uh hard knock life is uh is our 
semi-weekly podcast where I talk to various people in different uh, geek industries. And uh, you can find Hard Knock Life on YouTube as well as SoundCloud and iTunes. So it's Hard NOC Life and uh yeah it's it's we do the audio and uh, and a video podcast and it's i try to keep it as regular as possible but it's it's hard to stick to a schedule so but uh but yeah we have we, we we're about to post our 50th episode this week oh congratulations um, thank you so yeah so like look for that like i said uh and you can if you want to follow hard knock life on twitter it's hard underscore noc underscore life well, if you want to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. And we have become a literal Supergirl Radio on Spotify. So if you like music, and I hope you do, and we, <laughs> since we talked about music on this episode of the podcast, this might be a good time to go and uh, check out the playlist. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. And you can also listen to us on Google Play. We are available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review. And we're also a part of the DC TV podcast circle, so if you also like Gotham Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and even the DC movies, subscribe to our DC TV podcast mega feed and follow at DC TV podcasts on Twitter. You can also like DC TV podcasts on Facebook. Um, we also want to remind you that this Saturday, uh, June 11th, is the DC TV podcast podcasting marathon <laughs> uh, to help raise money for spinal cord research through the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation. The marathon starts at 2 p.m. Eastern, and Supergirl Radio's hour will go on from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern. Um, and, and Morgan, what, what time is Legends of Tomorrow? Legends of Tomorrow is 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. 6 to Eastern 7, Eastern. which I will be on. Oh, <laughs> yes, nice. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pitching in with, uh, with Morgan for the Legends uh, group. Nice. Well, everyone should check out all of the podcasts, but especially the Supergirl Radio and the Legends of Tomorrow hours. <laughs> exactly, because they're going to be top-notch, you guys. <laughs> and we'll actually, we'll have some Sterling Gates autograph comics, uh, a Laura Vandervoort autograph, um, and a copy of DC Universe Rebirth number one uh, to give away to those who donate. Uh, if you do do- if you do want to donate, and we hope you that you, you do, um, please go to dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser to find out how to listen and contribute. And then you could also go directly to give.reeve.org slash podcasts. Yeah, and this is going to be really fun. Uh, if if you were with us last year, uh, we, were, we had a lot of fun that day. It was just podcasting all the time. It was live. I, I know sometimes when I wasn't on a podcast, I was in the chat kind of uh, having community with everybody and we were all kind of talking back and forth and the chat room is actually really fun because you can ask us questions, you can respond to things we're talking about and so we'll be able to communicate with you directly through the chat room and it will be live so uh, that'll be a really fun time to get together and just talk about all these shows and, and talk about the awesome things that the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation are doing because they have some amazing 
technologically advanced research. And so we're hoping to raise a lot of money for this. And uh, our goal is $1,000. And I think we're almost halfway there. So I was uh, just about to say, I, I just opened up the page and we've got $522 so far. So we've passed halfway. So we can definitely get to that to that goal. So um, if you can give any amount um, is welcome. And uh, we definitely encourage you to listen on Saturday because that'll be a lot of fun. Well, as for me, you can follow uh, me on Twitter at DerbyKid, that's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D, and watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. You can find me on Twitter at my name, Carly Lane. Uh, I am weekend editor at The Mary Sue, which you can go to at themarysue.com. And yep, like Keith, I just post a lot of gifts on Twitter and sometimes <laughs> and sometimes yell at the internet really that sounds a lot like my tweeting as well a lot of a lot of just shaking my fist in the in the in the, in the vague direction of the internet <laughs> that's fair the internet is the worst I, I think i've told carly and morgan on more than one of occasion to fix the internet like i'm charging you with that 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 challenge fix the internet guys it's broken we're trying Um, You can find me on Twitter um, at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-S-T-I-C. I also write for Buddy TV. Uh, And in a a little over a month, I will be at San Diego Comic-Con covering it for Buddy TV. So uh, if you want to follow me, I'll probably be updating as much as my phone will let me uh, <laughs> if my battery doesn't die. Uh, and also, I am actually going to see Hamilton on my birthday next month. Whoa. Yay! I have a lot of feelings about it that I'm going to want to share. <laughs> well, we have to hang out then because you're going to be in my neck of the woods. <laughs> yes, I will. Okay. That, that is awesome. Well, that's very fitting for this episode where we talked about music. and um, Seriously. I'm, I'm super jealous of your San Diego stuff, so that'll be awesome to uh, follow along with you on all the stuff you're doing. Um, well, until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Carly Lane. And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And if the music meister does come to the CW universe, we hope the heroes don't wear earplugs. Don't wear earplugs.